Have you done a lot of changes in your life but still feel stuck? Is there one or more areas in your life where your manifestation is not flowing? If that is you, you need to listen to this episode. My guest today is a world-renowned Feng Shui and Energy Master and has been featured in the global phenomena, The Secret. Marie Diamond explains in this episode how your environment has a 33% impact in your manifestation power and it is the easiest thing to change. Marie shares a little of her unique story and how she got to be part of the movie The Secret and how even though she can see energy around her, everyone can learn and practice Feng Shui to increase your manifestation power. She talks about the three pillars or aspects of the law of attraction, how our home is like a 3D vision board, what can Feng Shui really help us with, what is the most important thing that you should start with to open your energy flow, how to increase your creativity, be more optimistic and have more hope, what is the best and worst things in your home that affects love relationships, where to start in Feng Shui to not get overwhelmed. She gives us a really powerful meaning of change and she emphasizes how Feng Shui is a practice for life. There is so much to learn from Marie. We just got to touch a little of Feng Shui, but I have seen her teach about so many other profound things that this interview felt way too short. I hope it makes you more curious about how your environment is supporting you or not, and what few things to start changing that can have great impact in your life. And also to dig into Marie's world, to learn more about Feng Shui, energy work, quantum physics, and so much more. All her information will be in the notes of this episode and don't forget to subscribe and share if you like this content. Ready for this episode? Have you ever wondered what makes people capable of creating changes that impact their lives and the world around them? What is their way of thinking, their mentality, their patterns, their perceptions of the world, their reactions to different live events, what influences them? My name is Cristina Puyol and I invite you to join me in this adventure where we will explore together the mind of change makers. Today I'm honored to have with me a global transformational leader, motivational speaker and international best-selling author, Marie Diamond. She is a world-renowned Feng Shui and energy master and has been featured in Global Phenomena, The Secret, the movie that was released in 2006. And she was the only European master and has been a European, I'm really happy. She's recognized around the world as a business and spiritual mentor to celebrities, CEOs, and top entrepreneurs worldwide. More than 1 million people have studied online and in person with her. Marie is a person that has been happily married for over 27 years, a mom of three very beautiful kids, and she enjoys traveling around the world, sharing her amazing knowledge on Feng Shui, dowsing, quantum physics, the law of attraction, and so much more. In the film The Secret, it was taught that people have to believe in their deepest level that they can attract what they want in their lives. And Marie had an essential part in the movie sharing about a third aspect of the law of attraction, which is your environment. And I really hope that we can dig deep into that. So help me in welcoming Marie Diamond. Hi, Marie. 
Hi, Christina. Wonderful to connect with you and with yeah. everybody that's listening and watching. Thank you so much. I would love if it's possible that you share with us a little bit your journey, because I think it's really beautiful that people know that how you started with uh, Feng Shui, with your with your journey going from Belgium. I know it's a long story, but uh, there's so yeah. many stories and you are such a great storyteller. So that okay. would be great if you can share. Okay, of course. Yes. So like you said, um, I'm from originally from Belgium, from a beautiful city called Bruges. And um, so my journey started living in a, a, a lower class family that uh, was very international already because my father had immigrated for a couple of years to, uh, to Canada. So we spoke several languages at home and it was a Catholic family, but they were very open to energy, to dreams, to to you know everything that was a little bit beyond the the normal let's put it this way and uh so when i as a child already was telling things like dreams or just energies that i saw around people or like saying things that you know came true like predictions they were like totally okay with that they were like all right that's part of her right but um, everything changed when I was 15 and I had a near-death experience. Um, I was run over by a truck and for a couple of days I was in coma. And that is actually when I went to the other side and I got the message there that I had to come back um, and enlighten more than 500 million people. Wow. And that is when everything started shifting for me. So at that moment, I was uh, after the accident, I was actually quite upset. Um, because I had already done a lot of practices. I had done prayers and meditation and trying to be using gratitude and, you know, trying to really use a lot of the law of attraction already in place. But still, I attracted this accident. But of course, later on, I understood was probably part of my destiny, um, my purpose to, to waken up, right, to uh, more and higher knowledge. And... Um, and I remember asking my teacher I already had at that time, um, like a spiritual mentor, like, what what did I do wrong? And he's he just laughed and said, you have bad feng shui. And that's when I started understanding that the environment was also responsible for my law of attraction because I was staying in a bedroom that I was bullied in. I was uh, lonely. Um, I had a lot of issues happening. And then I followed the the um, advice and moved into another bedroom and my life shifted it was like I had um, bullies that stopped right away they became friendly some of them became my friends which was quite interesting um, and then I got the first boyfriend and like life started like shining on me instead of stopping me to be honest and, um, and that's when I started really studying the first basics of feng shui and I, um, but I had in my mind, I have to enlighten more than 500 million people. So how do you do that? So I started doing community service, um, helping out with uh, youth, with uh, the sick people in my Catholic community. And then um, I thought like, what if I would become a politician? What I would become a diplomat? So I started studying law and became an international lawyer. 
And I started really practicing law for the Belgian government later with the European government. So I felt like if I could change the law, I could change perhaps, right? But mm -hmm. we were still already talking about the law, but it was another law that I had to help work with. And it was the law of attraction, of course. And um, when I was 31, I started teaching. And I started teaching meditation, talking about enlightenment, talking about intuition, energy, and I start bringing in feng shui knowledge and I start studying myself really with very advanced grandmasters in feng shui. And when I was 38, I thought like, you know, Belgium is too small, so I moved to America. And that's where I really started working very intensely with the law of attraction, creating a vision board, putting on my vision board, the wish to be in a movie that would be by millions of people. Uh, working with top people in um, the movie industry. So uh, I started practicing with adding symbols around me, like a, a fake Oscar in a certain direction that could help me because everything in feng shui will talk about what that is, is really about directions and, and intention in your environment. And that's when I you know, was uh, interviewed for a movie called The Secret a few years later. And it became, yeah, that reached 500 million people worldwide through the book, through uh, the movies still today, through Netflix, through the books. It has become a classic in the self-development and self-improvement. And um, being part of that has made it possible for me to reach so many people and to have personally, you know, more than 1 million online students worldwide on feng shui, on energy work, on meditation, on law of attraction. And so that's kind of my, you know, my story in a nut. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know you have so many great stories. I actually saw you live for the first time in Pula, Croatia, the Mind Valley event that I was okay. also there. And yeah. I remember going into the big theater. They did this event uh, in, in several rooms. And one of them was a big theater where you were. And I didn't know much about Feng Shui. Like my mom has always been open to many things. Uh, this is my mom's library. So there's, I'm sure, a Feng Shui book behind me. Yeah, and yeah. I remember going in and then seeing you with everything dark, leading a meditation, you know, because I came a little bit late. And I thought, oh, wow, this is much more than just, you know, the environment and the, how you place things. And I was mesmerized because you were telling all these stories that are so much more than just, you know, Feng Shui, which is already a huge thing. But um, you, you were mentioning that you see energy in the room and you see energy around the aura of people, right? Yeah. And how does that help you in, in learning about Feng Shui and, and understanding much deeper um, what the environment really is. Well, you know, feng shui is a energy system, right? That was created by the, the Chinese, or I would say fell upon by the Chinese probably because they kind of start, I think there were some people like me when I, they saw energy, right? They saw the energy and not just around the physical body and aura field, but in the spaces around them. And so as a child, I was born a seer. So I always had that um, third eye opening up, that uh, sixth sense to see energy. And I thought it was quite normal. I thought everybody had it, to be honest, when I was a child. I found out when I was nine, it was not. Because I started saying things about it to my to my um, friends in class and at that time. And, and my family were like, oh, that's not what we have. So for me, it was like, 
okay. But for me, it was like almost seeing how people feel, how people do things. It's like it's like when we go to on the traffic and at certain point we see a green light, an orange and a red light. So we're kind of, not that it's about these colors, but it's just like we know when something is right, something is be careful and something is a go, right? So it's wrong. So it was like seeing these colors and these frequencies, I almost would say, um, that I would know something is wrong with that person, right? Or I could see, um, you know, certain areas of the body that were like darker, um, they were like emanating light or not, or they would emanate colors. And so for me, that was part of, a, you know, I would say uh, the, my approach to life, right? So I started understanding that's part of it. So has that been helpful to understand the environment for sure, right? Well, because feng shui is an, is an energy system and you can learn this, right? So it's like as a feng shui teacher, I teach people how to work with feng shui. So there are certain rules and principles and it's almost like the acupuncture of your environment. So when you acupuncture, you know, the people that um, teach acupuncture or practice, they are you know, they're putting needles in, for example, in certain spots, and you can learn where these meridians are, right? So there's a, a learning uh, curve on it. Um, and that's one of the things I learned. I learned some practices, and then I studied with grandmasters that passed on this oral information for thousands of years, literally. But of course, if you then can see the energy before, um, you know, you, you change something around you, and then you see the energy after. So it's like before and after. And also even seeing how people react as I'm changing something around them. I can see their aura field, their chakras opening up. So it is helpful because I see beyond what normal people see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's an extra bonus, but it's not something you need to learn feng shui, right? So because feng shui can be practiced without that, that third eye being open, right? I just want to be very clear about it. it's my yeah. extra bonus and it makes me better and and it it works faster for me because I can do sometimes shortcuts because I can see right but feng shui can be totally practiced by somebody who's very analytic and follows the the steps and starts uh, being creative in your environment for sure. I just want to point it out. It's not a must have to do feng shui. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I know you talk about the three three pillars of the law of attraction, uh, right. being one of them the environment. So yeah. can you tell us what the other two are? Yeah. Yes. So that is one of the things that my grandmaster shared with me, and that totally opened up my understanding about the law. Right. I became a lawyer, but I, I had I to love learn that. laws. Right. <laughs> so yeah. um, I need to learn energy laws, and um, the the whole point was that he explained to me that the results of the law of attraction are actually based on three aspects. And the first one is what we call the spiritual part of law of attraction. And that is, you know, when you are born, your soul comes into a body and in a certain environment, a certain country, um, and it comes with gifts and perhaps already some challenges. Like, for example, um, I had a great gift in um, understanding things, having this gift of seeing, but um, like, 
don't ask me to do certain other things, right? There are challenges there for me. So it is called your destiny or your karma or your fate. So we all have like a basic law of attraction package literally mm -hmm. when we arrive, right? Mm -hmm. And then can we change that? Yes, of course you can work on it, right? Um, let's say I am not a super great singer. Can I practice on it? Yes, if I work on my voice, right? But will I be ever come an opera singer? No way, right? So it's not a gift, yeah? Um, so the second part is what do we do with our gifts and challenges to make the best of our human experience? And that's the human potential. That is the, the human part of law of attraction. And that's where we're using our, um, our mindset. That's where we're using gratitude and and creating a positive behavior that's where we're using action steps and so if you are using the law of attraction you can and that's what the secret and many self-development um, books will talk about you can really work on yourself right prove yourself is that enough sometimes it is yeah sometimes people will feel they have done meditations, they have done practices, they're doing rituals, they're doing journaling, they are improving their mindset and their behavior. And they feel like life is really shifting and the law of attraction is working. But we have seen that sometimes it's the last part of the law of attraction, and that is actually called the environment. And that is where sometimes people feel that they do all the right things and then the environment it's actually still not working enough. So like some people say to me, the secret doesn't work for me, right? Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what the founder of the secret, Rhonda Byrne was selling at some point, the secret's not working for me. Or Jack Hanfield or Rhonda or um, John Gray or um, even Bob Proctor, late Bob Proctor. At some point, they all said to me, Marie, it's not working for me because they were hitting a ceiling because with your mindset, you cannot do everything because having a positive mindset every day, let's be honest, that's yeah. quite difficult, right? Yeah. If you have a being in gratitude all the day, I mean, sometimes we have a, bad day right everybody has that right yeah so of course you don't stay that much in it anymore but we all have times that life is difficult right yeah. and so but how do you approach that and how do you uh, go from blame and guilt and judgment into seeing it as a lesson as a journey as moving forward so that's the the whole secret in um, working with your mindset in a positive way so what I have learned is that there is that third pillar that says your environment, the place where you live, where you sleep, where you work, is actually subconsciously affecting you for one third. Yeah. And so one third means that literally you are um, affected where with the colors, with the energy that's around you, the symbols that are around you. And this is actually based on your personal energy number. And that is your birthday. And it's a calculation with your um, birth sex. And so when you calculate, so there's a formula that, they, and then we let's see where in the house is, I call it portals of the law of attraction. It's like, portal to the universe is open for you and certain areas in the house the portals are like closing up for you right and so when you are then activating certain things like putting a vision board in the right place or putting images around you that are just shifting 
the energy based on your birthday, that is when that love attraction part opens up. And then it actually is creating a foundation because you're, you are not just living in your body, literally, you're living in a space, right? Yeah. And yeah. that space, your home lives in the universe. So your home is like a, a three-dimensional vision board constantly working around you, but also it aligns with the universe. And so if you have goals and um, something you want to bring forward in your life, but what is around you is actually telling a different story, then literally it stops manifesting or it makes it harder to manifest or you're feeling like you're hitting a ceiling. And that is when I understood that and start teaching about it and shared about it a little bit about that in the law, in the secret, then suddenly it may start making sense for people that have been using law of attraction for a long time. And they're like, oh, and since I started doing Marie's work, right, it's the law of attraction in your environment, suddenly they feel like, I'm not saying magic is happening, but the flow starts happening again, right? Like, oh, things go easier and faster and manifest like more, you know, sweeter and, and intenser because you are in alignment through your home, also with your environment, with the universe. And when that happens, that alignment makes sure that things go just easier for you. And I and I love that concept that we are kind of an extension. You know, it's not our energy doesn't stop here. If we already believe that we are energy, everything is energy. So then Correct. all our surrounding is energy. And you talk about these that changing the environment is kind of the easy thing because you change it once or every year or whatever you need to and then it's done you don't have to work every day on the gratitude right. or the mindset or the meditations you know and, and, yes. and so yeah so that's that, that is so so true like your uh, human part you have to work on it every day unfortunately mm. right yeah. but like okay you set up your home and you say like this is my desk i face this direction i activate certain corners of my office or from my bedroom so once it's there, of course, you can update it and say like, oh, I hang something more or so it's all about what is the home, um, what is the intention that you put around you and your home. And um, so once it's there, you don't have to go every day in and like, okay, let me change my home, right? Yeah, yeah. Because we see that once you have placed things in a in a really good flow for you, that it takes about nine days to nine months to start seeing the effect of it. So it's not something you have to do every day because it takes some time to to manifest anyhow. Yeah. And you have, and I invite everybody to download uh, your app where people can find out what's their number and you have a book yeah. about that so you can get more information. So yeah. I really invite everyone to go also to your website, mariediamond.com, uh, where you can find all this information and know more where to set things. Like I'm number nine. So, but yeah. there's just so much information <laughs> sometimes it's like, oh God, where do I put these? Yeah, and that? No, but I just very quickly, because I think it's important you know, everybody has a success direction, right? Mm -hmm. Based on your birthday and birth gender. And so going to the app that you can download for free and there you will actually get your success direction and then you will get a compass, right? Mm -hmm. yes. And in that compass, you will see your success direction. So for me, it is Southwest. Yes. For you, it is East. Yeah? yeah. So, and then you will, there are all videos on the on the app 
So it will actually teach you how to find then that direction, what to place there. And then you can upgrade to go to your own uh, energy number journey with more information. It's like a, a small course um, that is in there and uh, with meditations, with feng shui tips. And then you start really, um, the, literally for a very small amount, you can start practicing and feng shui your whole house and for you. And that it's really, you add 33.3% to the results of your law of attraction. So if you feel you've been stuck with your law of attraction, try this out and you will start seeing like energy opens up for you. And I know that you say always to focus on the rooms that where you live, which I mean, we live in the whole house, but mainly the living room, the bedroom, which is really important. Maybe the entrance is also important. And then your office and then the bathroom and the kitchen, unless you work in the kitchen as a professional, it's Correct. not so important or you should not yeah. have any family or pictures or anything. Right. <laughs> well, it's the places where you spend three to five hours or more mm -hmm, per day. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, because yeah. like in the bathroom, you don't spend so many hours. Hopefully right? not. <laughs> Hopefully not. Yeah. Right? Um, but you know, if, in a kitchen, I would say don't make it too personal because it's there's uh, some feng shui no nos in the kitchen. Like you have a sink, you have an oven, you have a fridge. They are not considered positive places. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. It doesn't mean you cannot hang out in your kitchen when you cook and so on, but it's not to activate the energy around you. Yeah. And then what are important things that um, people should consider really like this is a must for your energy to flow at your home and your office? Well, I think the first one I want to share is decluttering. You know, you need to create space because we have too much things around us yes. and you have to understand everything that's around us is telling a story is affecting us so definitely in your bedroom when you're sleeping you want to have uh, it's as zen as possible right so make sure the place around you is very nice where you're working make sure your desk is decluttered you know that you feel like there's space to be creative and to be open definitely the entrance when you walk in you always want everything decluttered and organized so it's not that you have to have a, a perfect clean house right but just you know organize things around you and let go of some things right because we're holding sometimes too much on to the past and especially people with a lot of books for example you know they're like piling up the books go through your books and give some of them to goodwill and say, you know, I, I let go of some of that. Um, the second one was really, really powerful is a call it a power position. And that is when you're working, you always want to sit yourself up that you can see the door to the room where you're working. So right now I'm sitting and I see the door. Somebody comes in, I can see them coming in. I think Christina, you have the same setup now. Yeah, yeah, the door is, yeah, it's right here. So yeah, I can see someone. Well, yeah. can yeah. see. So it's not behind you, right? Oh, yeah. When you have a door behind you, you actually are literally, um, you know, creating this disturbance because you are not in a power position. We have seen that the brainwave is changing. People go into beta brainwaves with the door behind them. When they're in beta, they go in fear. They go more into like... Um, focusing on the problem. Well, when you're looking at the door, you are always creative. You go into alpha vibration and you actually start being like optimistic and you 
it's like there's more hope because you, you have direct contact with the flow of chi. So that is called the power position. And you can practice this not only in your office, but any place where you're sitting, any meeting you have, you will be more successful. I call it the queen or the king position. And so you're always in power, right? And you will have more money flowing towards you, more recognition, more people will start seeing you. If you're with your back to the door, you're like saying, I'm with a back to what is happening in the world and you're stopping the flow of energy. And in the bedroom, what is good to have, um, whether you're single or, or in a relationship, what, what helps? Uh, in, yeah, in a bedroom, I always say to people, make sure, first of all, again, it's decluttered, right? And if you're, for example, um, not in a relationship, then make sure you focus on what hangs above your headboard, yeah? Because you go to your bed and the last image you see before you put a light out is what's above your head. And so if nothing is hanging, then say nothing is happening, right? Um, so it can be um, an image of love, image of romance, but single people in images or single statues are telling you subconsciously, I stay single. I'm okay with being single. So remove that. Remove in the bedroom any images of fierce animals like tigers or lions mm. or dinosaurs or, you know, I see everything in the world, right? <laughs> so I always say, how would you sleep when that image is really there? Because your subconscious doesn't make a difference between the reality and an image. So you won't feel asleep. Like I remember I went to somebody's home and they had a huge image of a horse. I mean, literally so big, like there was a real horse standing next to her. Oh, I wow. mean, to be honest, how would I make love when I know there's a horse standing next to me? <laughs> right? You wouldn't, right? Yeah, yeah. So I said, and how is your love life? Oh, nothing is happening so much. I said, of course not. Subconsciously, you're going into survival mode because you're like, I'm in fear. So I said, get this out, right? And then they start finding itself better communication. So also uh, a no-no in bedrooms is the mirrors. Yeah. So make sure there's no mirror reflecting your bed. Even a television is a mirror reflecting your bed. Yeah. So you don't want the mirror to the side on top of you or in front of you, right? Because it doubles your loneliness when you're by yourself and it doubles your relationship when you're with two people. So, and then look at the app, yeah? And you will see on the app, there is a relationship direction. For me, it's west. For you, for example, it's north. Somebody else is southwest or northeast. And then you hold the app and you see in your bedroom, you look in the center of the bedroom and you look like, oh, this is my relationship direction, yeah? And so when you're in your relationship direction, what is there? If you have a garbage can there, well, your relationship goes down the drain, right? So have there an image of you as a couple. If you are in a relationship, if you're not in a relationship, put symbols of love and hearts and, you know, something that inspires you to be in love, right? So again, when you go to the compass and, and to the app, and you upgrade for the small amount, you can actually see all the videos also for relationships. And then, of course, one of the first uh, steps I suggest to people is to get the energy number book that you can download as an ebook where you have that information to understand everything to details how to activate your home for success, for money, for relationships, for your health, 
and for your inspiration. Nice. And I think maybe at the beginning, if someone is starting with these, can be overwhelming because there's so many things, so many directions. If you have people at home, whose direction is which and which corner is mine. <laughs> but so maybe it's if you want to focus on one thing first, right? If they, for example, I want to focus on wealth. So then I work on that, uh, that direction first. If I want to work on wealth or health, then I, I focus on that direction and make things better yeah, in that direction, right? It doesn't have to be all at the same time right yeah, yeah. so you you make a choice you feel like where am i the weakest in right where, where is my law of attraction not working right yeah. um well i i want some better relationship well then you look for your relationship part first yeah you feel your career is stopped or your money is stopped then focus on your success energy right and as you're doing that and you're building it up because it's not like suddenly you have to change everything, right? It's not how it works, right? It's about making sure you are putting intention in your home. And of course, you can go to my YouTube channel. Um, there's a lot of videos there that go much more in depth. Um, you can also go to my Instagram, Marie Diamond 8, where actually you get a lot of information every week. There are videos that, and it's it's all about learning a little practice. It's a, it's a practice of your environment, bringing energy into your environment. And you can study it for years, but you need to just start practicing. And it's like you start seeing you are adding good energy towards your law of attraction. And then people start seeing the shift very quickly, like within a few days. You know, people call me or, or email me like, oh, my boss is more friendly to me. Oh, I got a check in the mail. Or an old friend just called back. Or somebody reached out for a new, a new job. Like, it's like suddenly the blockages that you had are starting to lift up. And that is because your environment is start supporting your goals. And I think you brought an important point at the beginning with your own story, where you said, like, if at 15, you had that dramatic event in your life, what did you do to attract? And in, in a way, you found a meaning or a, a bigger purpose. Yes. Um, so I think... Because some, some people can get, um, you know, when things don't work the way that you think is best for you, yeah. uh, then it's like it's not working. And sometimes there is a bigger purpose or a bigger thing that we don't understand until we go over it. And then we see afterwards, you know, the lessons, the learnings, the purpose, the, if we are open to that lesson. And I think that's, Correct. yeah. Yeah. And, and I always say, you know, that was a very dramatic time for me. But how many times have I shared that story already to millions of people right in podcasts and tv and in in, in my and courses events, yeah. and yeah. so i would not and they're all like wow right but i said that was a milestone for me mm -hmm. to start understanding there was something i was missing out on and that story just triggers always people to start thinking about you know what they can improve and i always say don't, you know, don't wait till that something is happening in your life where you're like hitting a ceiling or hitting a wall energetically. It doesn't have to be all what happened to me. Don't worry about that. But just like literally like you wake up and you're like, wow, I need to change something. Because always remember the word change is a combination of chi and angle. So you're like, you're changing the angle of the chi. You're changing the angle of the energy. And that's exactly what we do with feng shui. We're changing the angle, how you look at life. 
and, and what is subconsciously 24 hours a day affecting you. So if you shift that image, you hang something else, you add a color, and you're shifting the energy constantly. And when you do that, that's exactly what starts manifesting in a positive way. So for those that have done some changes in their homes already with Feng Shui because they met you or because they have already known Feng Shui before, but they feel they're stuck, like, you know, I'm changing this, I'm changing that, and I still feel stuck, what would be something that they could look at or, you know, where would you say, okay, start again here or revise this? What would you tell them? Well, I would suggest... Um, you know, when people already start doing this practice, I would say I myself go every few months again through my home, right? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, we're evolving, right? Yeah. We're evolving beings. We're never the same every day, right? So it's possible that your idea of what you want to manifest has changed, yeah? Perhaps you have a vision board and you put it in your success direction and you're saying, well, it's not really happening, but it's on my vision board. And I say, perhaps you need to look again at your vision board. Perhaps you have different goals, yeah? Perhaps you're, you're very focused on manifesting money, but now your focus is completely different, yeah? So why don't you put some other books out? So you need to, you know, your home is a living being, mm -hmm. right? So like you are a living being. And of course, it doesn't, it, it is a little bit slower being than you because we can move and that house doesn't move, but it's still, it's, it's an energy field. So you have to go and see like, oh, where do I start adding clutter? Like sometimes you're thinking, oh, um, like last week I was like looking at my health direction and for some reason I had started putting some clutter there. Right. And I was like, why do I do that? Let, let me clear this out. So you have to keep practicing feng shui, not like every day, but when you start feeling something is off, like then my husband is like, can you check your bedroom again? I feel like <laughs> something is off. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but look what you have been doing in your wisdom direction. Like, oh, I start putting all my shoes there. Like, so yeah. it's like you have to understand you have to keep not cleaning up every day, but every few weeks, you have to start seeing. And the more you practice it and you see it as a, a living tool of change, the better you, your function will work. Makes sense. You know, it's like if you clean your house because it smells, you know, and it gets dirty, it's the same thing. Okay, now the energy is getting stuck here. So I need to review and, and make sure that it's still aligned also with the goals and the purpose on, and that I'm going where I'm going. Correct. And Mari, what, what is something that, um, since this is the Change Maker podcast, what is a change that you would like to see in the world? Mm. Oh, that's a very good question, right? So um, I think um, what I have seen, um, of course, in since I do this work for 28 years, right? I have seen a huge shift in more consciousness, you know, um, the increase of people waking up. Um, I feel that that change has been even, um, I would say, exponentially moved forward during the COVID time because a lot of people were stuck and people started understanding they have to do something with their life. Um, on that level, I see the exponential increase all the time from people consciously being awake about themselves, about the environment, 
about what's going on in the world and also to um to start taking actions right actions in ourselves actions towards other people but what i still feel that uh, i would love to see more change is more kindness and more compassion yeah uh, first of all to ourselves right yeah. because it's not always about others i see a lot of people are then ready to change and to transform but then they're still judging themselves so much for the past that went wrong and they are you're not kind to themselves and therefore for me another part of my work where I really work a lot with is the practice of forgiveness and to really forgive yourself for the things that went wrong like I could be still angry why I took this path and got run over by a truck right but mm, you know yeah. um, I could still beat myself up for that one right yeah, why did yeah. I not go left and went right yeah, yeah i yeah. mean it's what it is at a certain point so uh why certain things made i made decisions i'm like yeah that affected me that was not so great so have more compassion and kindness to yourself and forgive yourself for the things that you could not really change and so and by doing that you will be making it easier for yourself to be more kinder and compassionate to people around you yeah, instead of judging them about, you know, being upset with them, because everybody goes a journey. And then if we could also have that more towards the world, you know, by using our, uh, our planet with more kindness and more compassion, and, um, and, you know, humanity, um, we are so much judging, and so many people are going very extreme in their judgment, to, first of all, themselves, but also to others. And to know that we all go through a journey of evolution and uh, transformation. And does that always look great? No, it's not. But we are on the journey to be better human beings. Mm -hmm. And so if we could start being kinder and compassionate to ourselves and to others, that would be an amazing change maker for me. Thank you. Yeah, I totally sign up for that. And I know that just asking you about Feng Shui, it's just getting short of how much you can do. I mean, how much you share with the world, how much you care about everybody around you and how much down to earth you are. I mean, I feel like you, you're, we are friends and I've only seen you a couple of times, but um, I, I really appreciate all the work that you do. And I'm, I'm, I'm really sad that I only have such a short time because Feng Shui is, I've, I've heard you talk about so many other things besides quantum and intuition and, intuition and abundance. And so I feel like people really should connect with you because there's so much more and just starting with Feng Shui is a big thing, but there's so much more to you and to what you give to the world. So I want to thank you for your time. I know you have to run to another thing. So thank you, Marie, for being here with us and sharing your knowledge and your wisdom and your love. But thank you so much, Christina, and thank you for taking on the action to help the change manifest in the world. I mean, that's your purpose, and I con congratulate you for that. And, um, you know, all my love to you and all my blessings to everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Marie.